right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett Spin the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760 is your number. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pillin and Whiskey. All right. Keep in mind, Pillin and Whiskey was specially created to celebrate the bold spirit of independence, hard work ethic of American cowboy and cowgirl. And each Pillin Whiskey bottle promptly features the rodeo's famous bucking horse symbol. Let's buck our slogan. Also, keep in mind, Pillin and Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and the official whiskey of professional bull riding and velocity tour. That is Pendleton Whiskey, new official sponsor of the sports crime. All right, 1-800-707-9760. All right, some reactions coming in on Facebook Live before we move on. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, all right, so Adam's checking in, of course. My Titans got more holes than Swiss cheese right now. I say we should play Malik till we get healthy and pray we can hold on to the vision. Um, sounds like he's losing a little face, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, they are going to win the division. They are going to go to the play playoffs. I told you, this is, to me, it's impressive what Vrabel's done. This is a retool. Adam didn't want to accept it. People most didn't. They're retooling, man. They, they, I mean, you lose Brown. You lose a couple of pieces they did. They have no weapons on offense besides Derrick Henry uh, to challenge in this modern-day NFL. But they're going to win the division. Whether it's by default or not. Now, the one thing I will say to the Tennessee Titans fans, uh, take notice. Don't take that light what you saw yesterday. I mean, Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl winning coach. Trevor Lawrence really didn't have a rookie. This is Trevor Lawrence's rookie season, in my opinion. Now, I know technically it's not, but that cesspool he had with Urban Meyer. I mean, this is let's see what Trevor's going to even look like next year. So, um, Colts, Titans has ran the division for the last three. They're going to win it for the fourth year in a row. I think Texas is just a receiver and a quarterback away. But that division, you know, trust me, I think it's been the worst division in football for some years. But I think in a couple of years, I won't really be able to see say that because I think Jacksonville is going the right direction. Texans, I don't know what they're going to do with Lovey Smith, but there's some talent there. But Tennessee, they're going to win the division in a, a retooling year. But I think they're one and done in the playoffs. No matter who, I, I got to see, I'll see the matchups. I could change that depending on the draw, but I think most likely just because of their offensive challenges, um, they're probably one and done in the postseason. What do you got? Well, and when you say that Houston's a quarterback and wide receiver away, I mean, don't forget the fact that they've kind of been without three receivers at times. Of course, uh, Nico Collins in and out of the lineup with injuries, Brandon Cooks in and out of the lineup with injuries, and then no Mechie the third who was diagnosed with cancer during the summer. And he was their first pick, uh, for yeah. wide, you know, a, a top pick for wide receiver. So I, they what they could look like, what, what this offense could look like with mm -hmm. weapons, because the defense, again, this is another one of those teams where the all, in the NFL where the offense looks bad, but the defense is giving them a shot in games. Well, I think, you know, Mechie, you know, I'm, I'm high on Mechie. I know, trust me, I know a lot about Mechie, but you're dealing with those things coming down. They've got to go find another stud. and receive. They need more offensive weapons. Regardless who they're coming back, they need more offensive weapons. Pierce they is need to, nice. They need, no, that's why I didn't mention running back. 
They, they don't need a running back. I'm sold in their running back. They need another big risk. They need another top receiver. They probably could do a pass rush, and they need a quarterback. And they're going to be right competitive in thick of things, regardless what happens with Lovey Smith. I think he's earned another year, to be honest with you. I mean, everybody knew the circumstances. Uh, but Cooks, you can't rely on Cooks, man. Cooks is on the 17th green of his career. I mean, he don't even want to be there. You know, Brandon Cooks doesn't even want to be there. I mean, he has to be traded. I mean, that's got you. I mean, this is a young team for the most part and go. But I tell you, the rest of the teams in the AFC South better get ready because, like I said, Doug Peterson, I've got a lot of, you know, love for them. Let's keep it going. What else we got on Facebook Live? Um, let's see. Chris Green. What he said? You was right about the 49ers back. Um Back having dirty eyes. Oh, back there. having dirty eyes. Yeah, that I mean, was. I can't take. says that they could have been yeah. caught slipping if TB12 was watching. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I can't take credit for that. I, you know, Herm Edwards is the one I saw uh, point that out. That heard him point it out. Yeah, they got beat for one. I mean, but that. I mean, to me, when they scored, the game was kind of dominant. I mean, I do think maybe aggressive that D'Amico has them playing. They might take some chances, or they might give up some big plays. But can you mark? Do I see anybody? In the NFC, I'm not talking the AFC. Do I see anybody in the NFC that can consistently march it up and down the field of the 49ers? Hell no. 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 Can you score on them? Yeah, you can score them. I mean, go look at the categories they're leading in. I mean, in defense. I mean, you know, it's one of those things that, and again, the confidence that I didn't waver on them, and, and that's the reason why I was wanting to – I mean, you're in a situation where John Lynch and these guys, they're going to have a richer quarterback decision. They're going to have some tough quarterback decisions, what they do. But at the end of the day, they're going to be able to flip some of those. Some, I mean, not everybody's staying. Do I think Brock Purdy could come off the bench and, and as a third stringer in any other organization and have to replace a starter and look like he has in the last two days? No. That's Kyle. It's a big part of that. Guys like him, guys like Sean Payton, maybe what we're seeing in McVay, because now that I think about it, you know, I knew this whole insurance policy I felt requiring Baker Mayfield was maybe the uncertainty of Matthew Stafford, which Matthew Stafford has to walk away from a lot of money to retire. But his wife has spoken. But I think McVay's showing a little bit of his cockiness, too. Oh, hey, man, you said Matt Stafford can never win a Super Bowl, huh? I'll take him. The next thing you know, he sees Baker out there. Oh, Baker can't play in the NFL, huh? Some of these guys like that, that are that young, that come from the generation, they like to play games. They just cocky, especially if you already got a Super Bowl this early. Maybe you should have had two. 1-800-707-9760. What else we got? Uh, Dante Evans here with Black Monday on the horizon. Which is harder to replace, a GM or a head coach? I'm going to say it's harder to replace a GM. Um, it's a very selected group. A lot of these guys come up through the ranks as scout development, um, assistant general manager. And you all, and years before, before fans know it, before media knows it, people that are in the NFL circle, they know that the, the, the owners and other GMs and, and VPs of operations, they know who the hot new GMs are coming up. I think GMs is our thing because the GM is usually you hire the GM before you hire the coach because you hire the GM and they pick the coach. There's two things that make and break a GM in the National Football League. It's the who they pick as a coach and who their quarterback they hitch their wagon to. That makes a break you. That makes that either keeps you in that seat or sends you back to the scouting department 
or send you back on the road on a dark Texas 400 mile road when you're going scouting high school football or college football or something like that. That's what it, it makes or breaks you. So my my answer to you, Dante, is definitely the GM. That's harder than get because that one comes first, and then you normally let them hire the uh, the uh, coach. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. What do you know? We have some breaking news, as Adam Martinez says here on Facebook as well. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is officially signing with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, just after one o'clock, I, I saw that our friend R.J. Ochoa had uh, tweeted out, you know, what, what story with blogging the boys that mm-hmm. there was a rumored interest. He's already signed. We've already have the pictures. Uh, this comes after James Washington um, contributed zero catches on um, on on Sunday in in the scraping by rally against the Texans. What do you think about this pickup there for Dallas? And this is confirmed. This is legit. It is a hundred percent confirmed. He's signed. Okay. Um, I would sit there because I know Adam is diehard Cal West. Was giving me the hell. He'd break news. They signed Terrell Owens or Randy Moss. You know, if you said anything other than that. But anyway, Adam, I love Adam. What I think about it is, first of all, I mean, okay. I mean, first of all, it proved to me that OBJ situation was clickbait all the time. It was just Jerry trolling around both of them. Troll wasn't even ready. That shows that just got Dallas fans to start, oh, well, OBJ. Number two, T.Y. ain't done anything. I mean, the Colts tried to kick him out twice. The year before, last year, they let him dangle. His agent got upset and said, oh, we'll we'll test the waters. Nobody rang his phone. T.Y. was the phone one ringing. T.Y. was like, man, I know I paid the phone bill. What, is the phone cut off? No, man, nobody was calling. He went crawling back to the Colts. That was the year before last. Then this offseason, they did it to him again, but they never did come back around. I don't know what you got left in T.Y. I mean, I think T.Y. has definitely had a heck of a career. Um, I've never really put T.Y. like in top, like my top, top wide receiver uh, echelons. But, I mean, it can't hurt. But who, who is T? I mean, he's coming off pretty much the couch. I think, personally, they're panicking on this receiver situation. I think. I mean, you got two good backs. Okay. You've got, um, you know, you have a situation where you have C.D., you have uh, Gallup, which I just don't think they call enough plays for Gallup. That's number one. And if they're going, if they're this desperate, like my thing is, if Stephen Jones and Jerry think that they're really hurting at this wide receiver position, then why the hell did you let uh, my man Wilson go? I understand, you know. Amari Cooper, I thought that was a good move. The money they were paying him, he just, I mean, he's been on the bench some of the two biggest games they've had in the last few years since he's been on the run. I understood that. But Wilson, why did you let Wilson go if it's this desperate for a receiver? But we'll see what happens. I mean, if T.Y. can get caught up in the playbook and he goes out, I don't know what kind of shape T.Y. in. It can't hurt. I mean, he's a veteran. He's played some playoff games. But that ain't going to fix what I saw yesterday. Or what I saw in Levi Stadium. That ain't gonna what is that gonna do? Nobody wants that smoke, man. Fit Jalen Hurts because of where he comes from and his leadership. And I love the way that they've handled it. Nick Serrani, he's getting cocky as you know what. And he's sending a message like we got a Super Bowl team. The way they're being led by Jalen Hurts, he's the only one that wants that smoke. Because he's built for it. Nobody wants that smoke, man. They've got it. Like, to me, you've got to hope that the 49ers average an injury or two per week coming down this stretch. 
If you're talking about Tampa Bay or whoever the hell's going to win the NFC South, if you're talking about Washington, if you're talking about Dallas, if you're talking about uh, whoever else that might sneak in there, Minnesota, nobody wants that. Carolina Panthers might sneak in there too. They, they, they might sneak in. They don't want the smoke either, man. It's hot in there, man. It's physical. And like I said, they went down with Debo. I think he's going to be gone for a minute. Now, they got the great Jerry Rice upset. You know, Jerry Rice said, hey, stop running our guys in the middle. It, like the way they're working, Debo. And I had to go back. Like, I think Jerry got hurt one time on a reverse back when that. This is like probably had him a little bit scared and had some nightmares seeing Debo go down. But Jerry went to Instagram and, and showed his, you know, frustrations and that. But what were you telling me? Well, there are thoughts that that Debo could be back as early as this weekend. Just a, a bad, twisted ankle is what the who, who, who do they got? A high ankle sprain is damn near almost. But that I'd, I'd be shocked he plays this weekend. There's really no point to play him this weekend. Who do they got this weekend? Oh, I'll, I'll catch that. Yeah, basketball. Me, while let, we're, while I check that mm-hmm. out for you, uh, Jim Stogner, uh, Stogner, think talking of injuries. I know the NFL only added one extra game this season, but this year feels way longer. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's all the significant injuries. Your thoughts. Well, first of all, I would ask Jim, what is he? what team is he a fan of? Because maybe that has a reason why it feels like he just ain't never going to end. I don't know who Jim's a fan of. But I would tell you, um, no, actually, it just seems like it's the opposite. It always feels like, to me, the season goes by fast. It's the longest offseason in professional sports, the major ones we have over here in North America. And it's the quickest season. It, we're all, Tonight puts a cap on week 14. Okay. It it goes it it's fast so I don't know like like again that's why I say I don't know what team he roots on to me I don't the injuries is just look the injuries has to do quite a bit I'm not saying everything it has quite a bit to do the way the players wanted this last CBA man they don't want to report as early as they used to in all season there's no more two a days guys don't even play really preseason so you start hitting your body sometimes you never really catch up and the other thing is guys are get, the guy the game is getting more violent because these guys are bigger stronger and faster okay period that's just the that's just the reality. The game is a little bit different, so the injuries are part of it. But like I said, some more than others. I mean, everybody's banged up by this time. No one's hundred percent healthy out of thirty-two teams, and there's no way that's impossible. But you got injuries, but then you got mash units. You got mash units, and then you got just totally like just devastation. There's levels to it, man. And that's another thing. If you talk about the teams I talk about, Dallas is damn near almost the healthiest. Now, I know they lost the left tackle. I think they lost their tackle, or offensive lineman yesterday. I think he, I heard this morning he's out for the year. You know, they played four games without Dak. But for the most part, maybe Philly. But I would say probably Philly's been healthier, more healthier than Dallas. Is that fair to say? That they probably have been a little bit more healthier than Dallas? Or is the Eagle fans going to come out and be like, hey, do you know we're out without so-and-so? But I think for the most... I, I think it's fair. I can't think of yeah. any major injury impacting. Yeah, I think Dallas has been fortunate to where they haven't had severity of injuries. Let's say to like a Tampa Bay. They've had some injuries. You know, um, 49ers, I keep talking about, they've had injuries. Because honestly, if they were if they were about 80% healthy, the 49ers, this wouldn't be close. I'd be calling this over already for the NFC. Moving over to the AFC, I mean the Chargers, uh, who pulled one off. They, uh, I mean, they've dealt with Keenan Allen's been in and out. J.C. Jackson, of course, he was struggling, but now he's out, um, missing pieces up and down their roster. 
Who was that you said just then? The Chargers. Oh, yeah, the Chargers kind of got started on the uh, the wrong foot, but the Chargers are overly hyped, in my opinion, anyway, even though you got to give them credit last night for that victory with uh, Miami Dolphins and Tua. And I, I put in the docket, you know, like, hey, man, is the league starting to get a beat on Tua and McDan Daniels over there? You know, the, now the 49ers are 49, but they struggled against them. The timing was off horrible. And, again, they were playing against a lot of backups yesterday in, in, in Chargers defense. And that time, it just could never get going. I mean, if it wasn't for Tyreek Hill's scoop and score, and he's not even 100% yet, but he's basically, you know, you know, him at 80 is faster than most humans at 100, you know. But he, he, if it wasn't for that scoop and score, they really had nothing doing. So that's something to monitor with the Dolphins. And they've got to go to – they've got a game against Buffalo, I think, this weekend. That was a big game for Miami that I think that they let a little bit of advantage, and that kept the Chargers back in the fold as well, too. Also, don't look at now, but the Detroit Lions are hotter than fish grease. Okay? They won five or six. This is a team that started off one and six. Do you know how hard it is in the National Football League to get off the mat as a coaching staff and players when you start one and six? They are in the hunt. And if they win out, they'll have a double-digit win. Think about that. And I'm going to tell you this right now about somebody that it's time for the rest of everybody, including myself, to give them their flowers. And I think somebody can learn a lesson from them as well, too. And I'll get to that as we get when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Secchi's get a dose. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. 
Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Barlett's been the one and twos. All right, Jonas Clark producing. And today's show is presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We've been broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words are key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make you try all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, so... 1-800-707-9760. All right, so where were we? So pretty much going through some of the other. Yeah, there's some other games I wanted to touch on as well, too, obviously. So that's my opinion in regards to where we look at the landscape of things. We've got like three games left. You know, then we're going to dive into the real season, the playoffs, and we'll see how it shakes out. But that was pretty impressive what Philly did to the Giants yesterday. Not going to lie. I know Giants has been cooling off a little bit, but that's when you don't play down to the level of your competition. That's when you know that you're that you're that you're really serious and I think Dallas is a good football team I don't want people to think I'm coming across like Dallas has no shot and you know they can't sit here and find themselves in the NFC championship game or maybe even making a magical run to the Super Bowl but they're they're not my whole message is they're not to the cream as the crop as a lot of people feel they are and especially and I'm not going to say all Cowboy Nation but a good chunk of them and if that's the case, they wouldn't be scrambling under couch, uh, couch cushions, looking for change and signing guys like T.Y. I think they're overreacting with the wide receiver position. I think play calling and scheming could be better. And you could maybe try to purposely involve Gallup a little bit more. And because I, and, I, and again, it just dawns on me, if this is this much worrisome or basically stressing about a receiver, why did you let go Wilson? He wasn't even going to be expensive. It wasn't really going to be that expensive. 1-800-707-9760. The Detroit Lions are right back in the thick of things. That's what we were talking about as we went to break. One in six. And if they went out, that's a double-digit season win. Regardless what it ends up happening for them the rest of the way, I've said this even before, Dan Campbell has that organization and that team going in the right direction. And don't look now, but if I'm not mistaken, the one guy that we've got to give some credit to and we've got to give his flyers, and that's Jared Goff. On the on the cool golf has, you know, and this is the reason why, because if I'm not mistaken, Detroit has like the top three offense in a league or not number two or one of they're up there. They're putting up points. Yeah, they've been there all season. Yeah, yeah, they they can put up points. They I like their offensive line. They went through some injuries. I think that had a lot to do with that one and six start. But I will tell you this, Jared Goff, in my opinion, has been humbled. Coming out of Cal, top pick, you know what I'm saying, already going to a Super Bowl. Didn't win it, but already going with a coach like McVay. And I think when he went to Detroit, and it was this culture shock first, like, damn, I just went this team to a Super Bowl, and they want to trade me? And I think he had to go through that a little bit last year, but I think he settled in and finally said, you know what, screw this. Because he was, he, was, he was keeping receipts at the post-game conference yesterday a little bit. 
He's been humble, and I think the guy in Colorado can take a page from him, speaking of Mr. Russell Wilson. I think that's what needs to happen to Russ this offseason. And, and when it comes to be, and what I mean by humble is when you realize, like, you know what? This isn't college anymore. I'm not as good as what I used to be. Or you know what? I do need to work harder. This is what I need to do. That's been, that To me, that's being humble. And I think that's what's happened to golf. And to be honest with you, Detroit, if they really make a push toward the end of this season, it's it was supposed to be a foregone conclusion they were going to be looking for a quarterback. That's all they were pretty much waiting as a quarterback. Golf evidently heard that. He obviously heard those chatters. They're in a situation if they run the table or even if they put themselves coming into week 17, the last week of the season, in regards to a wild card pitcher, you got to run it back with golf again. He's earned that. He's earned that. 1-800-707-9760. You know who else I think has earned something? At least a serious consideration. My brother, man, Steve Wilkinson up in Carolina. Go look at the cesspool Carolina was before he took over when they fired their coach, Matt Rule. Go look at him right now. Now, granted, this is a this is a one of these crazy years with this division where somebody under 500 is going to win this division. Probably they're in the thick of things still for the division. They've already beat Tampa once, I believe. I believe now we're going to find out this organization. When we talk about coaching and we talk about opportunities and we talk about bringing a guy like Jeff Saturday because he's in the ring of honor and Lucas Oil or because he's basically a consultant. He's on payroll consultant for Jim Ursay. Then let's look at this brother, Steve Wicks, which for one was done wrong in Arizona. One and done. Just wrong. He probably didn't even want the quarterback they drafted number one overall before Kyle Murray. So he's done enough, I believe, maybe not just to hand him the job, but damn it, Carolina should be taking really consideration of really just taking that interim title off and giving him the head coaching job. I don't know what else he's got to do. He's got them playing way totally different. 1-800-707-9760. Kansas City, they survived mile high. Um, you know, it looked like there was about to be a 50-burger put on and mile high, especially after the turnover Russ has. But you know what? They fought back and, and, you know, made it closer than what maybe Kansas City would like. I know Kansas City robbed DME during the game and happened to have my phone with me. And uh, he just said, wow. He goes, now we got a game when it was already scored out. I text him. I said, for anything, it's pissing me off even more. Yesterday just made me more mad. Like, if you really – if you're a Denver fan, that should have pissed you off even more because it's like 28. Damn, bro, like if you would have gave like maybe half of that, if you did, we're 17, 18 the rest of the way like that. Where's the man? We're week 14 and now piss me off even more. And not only that, it's one of those situations. First of all, Judy should have been kicked out of the game. Judy should have been kicked out. For running the official? Yeah, Judy should have been kicked out of the game. Hefty fine. Now, if that takes that to piss you off to finally get going to try to run routes instead of falling down, my goodness. Maybe you got pissed off at a referee before then, but he should have been kicked out. But it's a maturity thing with Judy. But then you go look at Kansas City. First of all, I've been telling you that they're, in the, and you know, people like Casey Robb will tell you about some injuries they got in the secondary with their corners who down. I don't give a damn. The bottom line is that that's the weakest link. In Kansas City, I said it in August. Their their corners, whether they're second string guy or suspect. Okay, I think that's the most points Denver has scored all season long by far, 28 points. 
At least it felt like that. It felt like 60. I, thought, I mean, that felt like me. Like, damn, I feel like they feel 50. I ain't even seen this. But the reality of it is Kansas City secondary a little suspect. And also, in their defense, they took Denver a little lightly. Damn, they beat them 15 times in a row. And once you get up on them, what, it was 21 to 0 one time? 20, you're thinking like, okay, here we go. Patrick Holmes already thought he going to have a second half off. So I think that they took them a little bit lightly, but there's no moral victories, man. That's for, if anything, that pissed me off even more. Because if they just do that, half of that, they're the number two and one seed in the AFC right now. Because the defense is legit. And that's second, third string guys out there for the most part, outside Justin Simmons and PS2, which finally had a, back game, a bounce back game because he's been looking awful the last couple of weeks. 1-800-707-9760. What do you got? I had, I had asked you last week because Russ has been rumors have been Russ is losing the locker room guys aren't showing up you you start to look at okay well what 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 do we do with Russell in the future and I said does does Russ have to come back and be the guy that they thought they were getting in the first place over the summer decides I want to be more of a pocket passer I don't want to I don't want to use my legs as much yesterday in the win or not not in the win in the in, in the close you know close game or whatever. Uh, led the team four carries for 57 yards. Russ cooked. And I feel like he's better when he when he moves, when he stays engaged like that. Is this, and you, and you see the team success, you see how he energized. It, it, do we see more of that moving forward? First of all, I don't even think, it, first of all, he wasn't cooking. He had some in the microwave, man. I ain't putting that as cooking on nothing. I mean, I see what you're saying. Compared but that's, to, yeah. like, you you, well, you compared, are right. That is the most points right. they've scored all season. Yeah, but I, I put that in context. Whether If I've got rooting interest in the team, I mean, people, that's why That's why when the Adams of the world calls me hatred, my takes on 49ers because I hate Dallas, that's what makes my butt itch, and I make it a long-going thing for two or three weeks. You know, we're only in week one of that, so buckle up. But, no, man. I mean, first of all, Russ needs to lose about 20 pounds. I don't think he ever got healthy. For, he's not 100%. He's not healthy from the hamstring, so he can't really run around and do that. That's by default, really, for the most part. And due to the fact of the concussion that he suffered and the knot on his head, I think he should be. He, they should shut him down for the rest of the way. Go with Rippin. This It's a season lost. They, they've got the, the ownership group has to decide what they're going to do. Russ is not going anywhere. He just needs to get redevoted to 100% of football. He needs to shed about 20, and he needs to get – He needs to, he's, this season – I believe will humble. He's been humble. It's nothing about like his skills. He just it's a it's tougher than he thought it was going to be to change somewhere that you've been for ten. And again, Russ at the stage where he's at, he can't sit. Yes, things he's got to have talent around him. He you can't throw Russ on it with second and third stringers and third string offensive line and center. Think Russ is just well, hey he gonna get it done. No, it was the same problems in the last couple years of Seattle. Speaking of Seattle. What Gina? Where where we that in the last four or five weeks? What I think what they three out of four, four out of five. Yeah, I'll have to check that. But yeah. they're still in the running yeah. for When you asked earlier, the four, who the 49ers have next? Right. It's actually the a division game at twelfth man. Well, that'll be five out of six. I think they dropped four out of five or something like that. And look. Gino has played. He's balled this year. I'm not taking that away from him. I think Seattle has played with house money. They're going to get a top three pick. Because of the Russ trade. When you trade Russ, you're thinking Seattle's pick's going to be 23rd, 22nd. I mean, hell, even if Denver was in the wild card hunt, you would think 2020. They're going to get the third overall pick, maybe two. 
maybe the second. But they're going to get the third or second overall pick. So Seattle played with house money. They've been doing Tyreek Woolen. Some people think he's the defensive rookie player of the year. Probably so. Give him all the credit. But I'm bringing this up for the people that were speeding on Geno and saying, hey, man, well, this shows what rough. Well, hey, was it? No, man. Geno's done good. He's been in the league 10 years. And Seattle, if they're on the clock, they will be looking. They will be scouting quarterbacks this draft and the draft over. Geno is not the future of the Seattle Seahawks. Nice story. He has some hellified quotes, but just to point that out, and I told you, I said, get with me when they get in a tougher schedule. They've lost three out of four, if I'm not mistaken, or four out of five. They're two and three in their last five. Okay. What are they in their last six? Let me go back. They've lost like three out of four. They've lost like three out of the last four games they played, man. So to me, they lost to the Panthers at home in the 12th man. Okay, a team that has basically traded off their best player weeks ago, fired their coach. The bottom line is I think Pete Carroll's done a pretty damn good job this year for what he was working with and what he was dealt to do. For right now, he looks like Nostradamus as a genius. But five-year deals and four-year contracts, I, me personally, in my opinion, I don't judge those in one year no matter who it is. So just wanted to bring that up. And they got the 49ers coming in. Good luck. Good luck with that. 1-800-707-9760. Also, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, in my opinion, they're the AFC team to beat right now. Nobody wants to play the Bengals in the AFC. They've been the most physical. To me, on a certain extent, there's physicality of the 49ers. Nobody has physicality like them right now in the NFC, for the most part, in the NFL. I think the Cincinnati Bengals, nobody is playing physical on both sides of the ball in the AFC as much as them, not even Buffalo. Buffalo looks like they could be in a situation leaning on Jesus coming down the stretch in the playoffs. Granted, they're probably still going to get the number one overall seed. Josh is still doing too much. They still have not figured out this running back, running game situation. I don't know if they are. But the Bengals, I believe, since they are the defending champs of the AFC, they're playing right now. That was impressive what they did to Cleveland. I mean, that's a team that they've had their number. Cleveland's had Cincy number. They got it done. Jamar Chase found himself in the end zone. Um, I don't know about Stefanski's play calling in the red zone and all that. I mean, my thing is like, man, you gave the guy 250. I'm not judging Deshaun until 2023. Until he has all, but damn it, let him throw it. I mean, like, yes, there's a you got probably one of the best backs in the league, but when you get in the red zone, let him make some plays. But that's that's offseason. That's not spending time in courtrooms and in and, and settlements. Okay. 1 800 707 9760. Um, but I just feel that, you know, uh, right now, as we look in tonight's game, very interesting, you know, you have the Patriots that find themselves still in the mix. Um, you know, this is a team they're playing against the Arizona Cardinals that have struggled underachieved for the most part. The word on the street is it's a defunctional building in Arizona. A lot of it has to do with a lot of guys on that team. Don't even really care too much about the starting quarterback. Um, you know, Vance Joseph, I got to listen to some of his press conference uh, the other day looking about this game. He says, hey, I know what the Patriots are going to do. I was like, damn, Vance, that's pretty bold. That's more what you said when you're in Colorado. It was like, we had another good week of practice. Really, brother? Okay. I didn't like black on black crime. It was fine with your ass to go, too. Sorry, Colorado. That was bad. But Vance said, I know what they're going to do. This is a big one tonight because I think the the Patriots, I mean, they're a two-point favorite. I've seen it up to two and a half. I don't know what Arizona team's going to show. I really don't. 
you know, if you talking about that word, that world, ATS against the spread, they're lights out under Cleve Kinsbury on the road. At home, you never know. In the big toaster, you don't know what they, what team's going to show up. Patriots, though, this is one. If they want to stay in contention for a wild card in the AFC, they got to win this one. They got to win this. Keep in mind, the last time they were on Monday Night Football, they got embarrassed by Chicago. Speaking of the Patriots. A guy like Bill Belichick and his team, they will remember that. I expect a good effort tonight from Mac Jones and the Patriots. I just don't know what we're going to get from the Arizona Cardinals. And then that'll put a bow on week 14 as we head down the stretch. And this is the weekend for the Saturday games as well, too. Start this weekend. Bowl season is going to kick off. You know, um, I did have it on the docket. wanted to touch on it real quick because it came across my radar because I hadn't even really dived in of – who the matchups are and bowls and who's who and all this kind of stuff. But I will tell you this, I, I'm really looking forward to um, the Cure Bowl with your UTSA Roadrunners, um, you know, as they face Troy. This is a good test for UTSA. Troy's a good football team. I mean, they killed it, uh, Tulane. I believe it was it two. They killed Tulane in their conference championship game. Troy's been solid for the most part. Okay. Home of the great DeMarcus Ware, if I'm not mistaken. Super Bowl champion DeMarcus Ware. This should be interesting for UTSA. This, you know, they and I do believe that Jeff Trail, I think this has been a point of emphasis because if I'm not mistaken, they lost last year's bowl game. They didn't win their bowl game last year. I think this is something you're getting an opponent like Troy. You know, I know Jeff was kind of saying, hey man, get, you know, we want some good opponent. Give it, don't, don't give us no you know, whatever in the bowl, we want to be tested. And I think this is pretty much a deal. Not too many people know about Troy, but I've seen him. I think this is a good test. I think this would be better than any team they played in Conference USA this year. I'll tell you that. 1-800-707-9760, what you got? Well, early look at that matchup as we uh, start the week. Uh, Troy favored by one and a half in that one. Um, the money line's almost a pick em, but over under 45 and a half. 45 and a half two as, as, as you mentioned looking at that matchup against Tulane just two high octane offenses really can get after it yeah Troy is uh that's a lot of, that's a good chunk of points I mean I would probably smell over you know bowl when you handicap bowl games bowl games is all about you have to really have been paying attention somewhat to the college season because in the bowl season it just depends on who wants to be there what side has motivation to be there? Are they playing a big school they're not supposed to be? Is it an SEC versus a, you know, a Mountain West? Stuff like that is what you got to pay attention to what kind of and, effort you're going to get. And who's sitting out? Games. Who's already entered the transfer portal? Yeah, There's a, a lot of things. That's a big that's a big portion of it. All right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to producer of the show, uh, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bartlett, spending the one and two, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo when that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button and before you're out the rack just ask yourself you grind in peace see you tomorrow